Part One of the Catalogue of Testimonies by Jacob Andrea and Martin Chemnitz, translated by F. Bente and W. H. T. Dow. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. One, first, that holy scriptures, as also the fathers, when they speak of the majesty which the human nature of Christ has received through the personal union, employ the words communicatio, communio, participatio, donatio traditio, subjectio, exaltatio, dari, etc. That is, of the words communication, communion, sharing, bestowed, and given, and so forth. Daniel 7.13 Behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven, and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him, and there was given him dominion, and glory, and a kingdom, that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. John 13.3 Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hand. Matthew 11.27 All things are delivered unto me of my Father. Matthew 28.18 all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Philippians 2.9 God hath given him a name, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth. Philippians 2.9 Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. Ephesians 1.22 And hath put all things under his feet. Psalm 8, 6, 1 Corinthians 15, 27, Hebrews 2, 8. Eusebius, Demonstratio Evangelica, Book 4, Chapter 13. The word, however, communicates what is of his own to man, but does not receive in turn that which is from the mortal. And he imparts the divine powers to the mortal, but is not led in turn into a participation in the mortal. The word of the Father has of himself communicated what was his to the assumed man, for he has communicated the divine power to the assumed mortal nature, but has not in turn assumed for himself anything out of the mortal nature. Again, he there makes this very one man worthy of the eternal life which is with him, and of the communion in deity and blessedness, that is, the word has made the assumed man concrete for the abstract, worthy of communion in the deity, of eternal life and blessedness. Athanasius, in a letter to Epictetus, quoted also by Epiphanius, against the Demeriti, Heresies 77. Not in order to add to divinity did the word become flesh, but in order that the flesh might rise up. Not that the word might be made better, he came forth from Mary. For rather there was a great addition to the human body, from the communion and union with it of the word. That is, for the word did not become flesh in order that thereby something might be added to the divinity, nor that the word should be brought into a better state. But from the communion and union of the word with the human nature there has rather been added something greater to the human nature. Epiphanius, in Heresies 69, against the Ariomanites, it is manifest that the flesh which was of Mary, and came of our race, was also transformed into glory in the transfiguration, having acquired in addition the glory of the Godhead, 
heavenly honor, and perfection, and glory, which the flesh did not have from the beginning, but received there in the union with God the Word. Cyril, in Book 5, Dialogue. How then does the flesh of Christ quicken? And he replies, According to, on account of, the union with the living Word, which is accustomed to communicate the endowments of his nature to his own body. Theodoret, Ephesians 1. However, that the nature assumed from us is participant of the same honor with him who assumed it, so that no difference in worship appears, but the divinity which is not seen is worshipped through the nature which is seen. This surpasses every miracle. Damascenus, in Book 3 of the Orthodox Faith, Chapters 7 and 15. And this, the divine nature, communicates or imparts of its own excellences to the flesh, itself remaining impassable and not sharing in the passions, sufferings of the flesh. Also, chapter 19. The flesh has communion with the operating divinity of the word, because the divine operations are executed as through the organ of the body, and because he that works both in a divine and human fashion is one. For it is necessary to know that just as his holy mind performs also his natural operations, and so forth, it participates in the divinity of the word, that works and arranges and governs, perceiving and knowing and determining everything, the entire universe, not as the mere mind of man, but as being made one in person with God, and as being constituted the mind of God. End of Part 1